0: Welcome to episode three of the origins podcast i'm your host doc camber today's episode is going to be all about me or somebody else thinking that they're so funny and what is humor in that kind of mindset or that kind of profession what does that mean to you what does it mean to me what does it mean to the people that you're treating what does that mean to the people that you're around it's a very special kind of thing and it can be it can be gold when it happens when you find that sense of humor or that sense of community or connectedness with another provider or even a patient. It gets difficult sometimes because that's all about the perspective, the the perception of humor as it is. And you don't want to always be perceived as the funny guy because people start to expect that. And when they expect that, it kind of puts you on the spot. I don't know if you've come into this situation where someone says, all right, you're funny, make me laugh. And you're kind of just, stuck, and you're stammering, or you just can't perform to that level at all times. I don't think anybody should be expected to perform at the drop of a hat. And sometimes there's a lot more quick-witted folks that are able to throw something out there at just that appropriate time, and it breaks the tension. And sometimes that's even to a patient. Sometimes that kind of tension breaker is what's needed to get them thinking a different direction. I know that I've always thought of humor as a way to promote healing. And by that I mean sometimes you can distract the person even though they're having the worst day of their lives or you meet them in some horrible situation. If you have the appropriate joke or the appropriate sense of humor to make them smile even a little bit and get them out of that mindset, I think that goes a long way to helping them heal. I mean, not that I'd go up to somebody who just lost their arm and go, hey, you need a hand?" (laughs) But, you know, honestly, I I probably would. I I, I am that kind of person. And I know I've been told several times that if anybody else had said the thing I said to, especially a patient, but also to other crew members or other people at the emergency room, that they'd probably get themselves fired. I've been lucky, um, although that hasn't always been the case, and I know I'm not perfect. I've stuck my foot in my mouth several times, and I've carried a joke too far, or said the wrong thing at the wrong time. And it really came back to bite me in the ass. But I know that when I started the comics, they started in Tucson, Arizona on a whiteboard for Meds 842 at our station quarters there. And they were born out of the frustration that we all felt with some of the fire guys that we ran into or some of the patients that we continually ran on there were several of them in several situations that I just had to draw out and it always made those guys laugh and that's how it grew from a whiteboard to Facebook and out of the podcast and even back to the whiteboard at my current position I always thought that it was a great way to find that kind of resonance with people that I worked with and it started to grow and expand and I'm so happy that it did I always try to make it relatable because there's this explosion of interest that happens when you find that sense of humor and those common experiences that we all have. Even the dark humor or some of the nasty circumstances that we get ourselves into or our patients manage to get themselves into. By way of example, there's a gentleman that we ran on. Uh, This was almost a decade and a half ago, almost 15 years ago. Well, my partner and I had run on a scene where we were called to transport because there was a bicyclist that was weaving in and out of traffic and had almost caused several vehicular accidents while the police were slowly chasing him down the road. He was not pulling over, he was not stopping, he was panicking. And law enforcement had finally gotten this guy to pull over and he was huddled clutching his gut against the wall when my partner and I pulled up on scene. Now there was like three or four officers there was an entire fire crew there and my partner and i had pulled up and we could see this guy was in some kind of discomfort but not necessarily distressed so i went up and I, I approached him and i asked him you know hey what's going on and instead of actually verbally answering me he grabbed my wrist and put it on his abdomen and underneath my hand i could feel his stomach vibrating this little whirring hmm, noise underneath my hand and i kind of laughed a little bit to myself and I looked at him and I said, well, how long has that been there? And he said, it's, it, it's been in there about four hours. I said, well, let, let's get you in the back of the rig and, w- and we'll get this sorted out. Now, once we got him back into the back of the ambulance, I was able to have a more private conversation with him. And I said, okay, I think I know what's going on, but I really I, I'd like you to tell me what's going on. He says, well, it's a vibrator and it's been in my stomach for about four hours I said in your stomach he says no I, I put it in in the blood and it started to wiggle and I knew I was in trouble when it got past the tips of my fingertips so this gentleman had had a vibrator go from his rectum and migrate up through his colon into his transverse colon and get stuck there for about four hours before he started to panic ride his bicycle and cause what had initially gotten us to the scene, and trying not to laugh about that in the patient's face, who was obviously extremely embarrassed, extremely discombobulated. He was just so uncomfortable, and it's difficult not to laugh in those situations. Now he was taken care of. We got him to the, the emergency room. He was taken care of, and everything worked out fine. But one of those things that I realized is that some of these situations, I can't draw them I can't draw those in a one panel panel or several panel comic and I just found it hilarious the situation was hilarious poor guy was in a lot of distress. I understand that but like I said that's something I just couldn't draw out you know a lot of the things that I had drawn out when I began origins as well I started out kind of picking on in a way the homeless community now I don't mean to like embarrass somebody who's in a down situation or, or to just, you know, be very, very mean to the homeless population. That's not what I intend. One of the first comics I had drawn was a bum leaning up against two huge cans of beer. You know, because we would always heard that they just had two beers that night. And I wondered what the size of those beers were compared to the level of intoxication that these people usually presented with. But like I said, I I try not to pick on the homeless population. On any given night, there's a half a million people who are out on the streets homeless. And I figured I'm like one asshole comment away from becoming one of them. So I gotta watch what I say and be a little bit more sensitive in that case. But I try not to pick on the homeless population, but they have become the inspiration for quite a few of my comics. One of the guys that I had found fascinating was one of these gentlemen that we had constantly picked up, and you know, there's always those people that are out there like that. There's always people that, you, as soon as you know the location or the time of day or whatever it is, you know exactly who you're running on and what their location is, obviously. And one of these guys that we had gone on several times, we always found him in the same condition at the same rough area. And I knew his name, I knew his social security number, I knew his birth date almost as well as I know my own. And we'd always find him unconscious. We'd always come up to scene, so it had found him unconscious next to a dumpster or in an alleyway or something like that. And one of those times, I actually stuck around. And once we transferred care at the hospital, we moved him from the gurney to the bed, a notebook had fallen out of his pocket. And on this notebook, on the page facing me, was weights in pounds and then a measurement in ounces in another column to the right of it and i asked the physician who was treating him i said okay do you know anything about this what what does this mean and he says oh you don't know I said, obviously not he said this is body weight so this is this guy's body weight and the measurement on the side with the ounces on it that's how much antifreeze he can safely drink to go unconscious Without dying. He'd actually had a chart, and like there's a couple pages of it with different body weights and different amounts of antifreeze. And for those of you who do know, you already kind of know where I'm going with this, but for those of you who don't, the antidote for an antifreeze overdose is alcohol by IV drip in the hospital. So this gentleman was actually getting his alcohol paid for on our tax dollar and three hots in a cot by drinking antifreeze passing out and getting transported to the hospital. Incredibly, (laughs) incredibly uh, focused on exactly how much those amounts were. And he must have gone through quite a bit of trial and error without dying to actually get several pages of a notebook filled out with those body weights. Never-ending source of inspiration for my comics in the homeless population. But we can find humor in a lot of these different situations as it is. I I don't know how many times I've bitten my tongue or avoided making a comment that's actually saved my ass on a lot of these situations. And I loved drawing the comics, and I still do, um, drawing those comics that relate those situations to us. I was never really good at memes, so the comics always seemed to be the best way to go. And now with the podcast, I can relate some of these stories to you that I found a little more hilarious. And I'll be sharing more of those as we go. And just some of those calls and some of those situations are absolutely hilarious, even after the fact. um, I try not to make those things a, a very big part of my calls. I still try to remain professional, but I know that several times I have done something or said something that seemed to lighten the mood and it helped gain a rapport or a sense of trust from my patient and other providers around me. I don't rely on that because I'm not perfect, like I said. But I do like to know that sometimes a little humor can go a long way. And can you take it too far? Absolutely. There's a lot of consequences to doing that because that can mean your promotion. That can mean you leveling up in your career. People remember you as the funny guy who makes a joke of everything, and that can really bar your progress in, in the career and the path that you've chosen. That can really stop you from being that will see that so I would I would caution you to make sure you're not the class clown on every single call that you go on but a good well-placed joke or well-placed comment can make all the difference in establishing that rapport because I've always thought of laughter as the best medicine and it's not just a reader's digest column it's actually true I think I think laughter can be a medicine It, it can be something that is a healing factor to it But even with that, you still have your five rights, right? If laughter is a medication, if it's the best medication, then why shouldn't we have the five rights that we apply to our medicines that we administer? Why shouldn't we apply those five rights to laughter itself or humor itself? So you'd have to have the right patient. You know, is this somebody that you can joke uh, with? Is this somebody who will appreciate having a sense of humor? Can you find that in there, and is it appropriate for that? And the right drug, right? So the right kind of humor, is it a clean joke, is it a dirty joke, is that appropriate? Is that going to be right for that situation? And the right time, you know, is this really the right time to be joking, is this really something that you should be making, you know, a a humorous comment about, or is it a situation where you need to still remain professional? maybe talk about it with other providers or crew members after the fact and then you have the right dose you know you should always know when to knock off that sense of humor stop beating the dead horse and actually you know let that be finding that level especially is going to be one of the more difficult things to do as somebody who is funny and who is also a provider you got to maintain that sense of professionalism and then of course we have the right route You know you got to know your audience. You, is this going to be something that could be shared just between you and your patient? You know, like me asking the gentleman, you know, how long's it been in there? Because I knew. I knew exactly what it was. I knew that vibrator was stuck in there. And you could tell from his expression, you know, that this did not need to be a public forum kind of calling out on there. So I waited until we were in the back of the ambulance to confirm my suspicions. Boy, were they ever confirmed but knowing when to stop those jokes and knowing when to apply those five rights to the sense of humor really makes a huge difference in the way that you present yourself and other people's perception of you. Be relatable, you know, even if you're doing something like that on TikTok. You know, I, I would really caution folks not to sensationalize or not to embellish a lot of these things to make them more than really what they are. and. Remember that if you're putting yourself out there, that people are going to see that side of you, and that's all they're going to see. So make sure that that's part of your professional repertoire, but don't make it your entire personality. That's going to get you into a lot of trouble, and I know it has gotten me into a lot of trouble. You know, I've had a lot of people that have just told me to knock it off, and I took their advice. I I knocked it off, and I think I'm better for it. And I, like I said, I don't know how many comic ideas I've forgotten over the years, but one of the big factors that draw me back to it and keep me going is actually my wife, Buggy. She's been sending me messages of comic ideas that you know we'll talk about right before going to sleep, and I don't want to forget it, so she'll send me a quick message so I don't forget that comic idea, and I get inspiration and comic ideas from a lot of you originals as well. Some of those situations are absolutely hilarious and a lot of the time, it's been a challenge to put a lot of them into a one panel comic, but I try my best and it seems to make a lot of people happy and I really enjoy that, I really appreciate that. So these are those moments that I really enjoy and I like to share with everybody. I'm really happy that I've had this opportunity to do that But I really love the fact that humor can be used in a lot of different situations to lighten that mood or to gain that trust. I remember that I was starting an IV on an elderly woman. It was very difficult to get an IV on. Historically, we had run on her several times, and she was declining in health. And she says, at one point in time, I I was starting an IV, and I said, well, maybe I should just try opening my eyes this time. And I had turned my face away from her where my left eye was towards her, but she could only see the profile. So I closed my left eye as I was starting the IV and, and I had my right eye open so I could actually see what I was doing. But I heard her gasp uh, before I actually inserted the needle. She says, you're really not, you're not really gonna close your eyes, are you? And I said, no, ma'am. And I turned my whole face towards her where she could see my right eye. And she did begin to giggle and I was able to get the IV. She, she definitely had a, more of a, a lighter mood for it. So it can help. I'm not saying that was the perfect situation to do that in, um, but I know that it definitely made her laugh. It, it made me feel a little bit better and I think it made her a little more confident in the providers that had been around her. Um, it, it, it means a lot when you can find that, when you find that level of trust, even if it is through humor. That's almost a golden thing. I really appreciate those providers that can do that and still have a sense of dignity and professionalism that you don't find uh, too often. It's like common sense. Common sense really isn't that common anymore, and a good sense of humor is not necessarily all that common anymore. Just simply because we have so many providers and so many people out there who want that sensational thing or to who want to be that you know Johnny on the spot quick witted you know hey I got you there and it almost becomes a cliche and I don't like to do that I, I like to just be spontaneous but to also take that moment and take that little breath before I say anything just to make sure it's appropriate to make it fit under those five rights if you will the takeaway from all of this is I hope you guys still continue to do your jobs and continue to make people smile and to make other providers smile as well. If you can have a sense of humor, that elevates somebody past that point of burnout because we've all had those shitty days, weeks, months, all those things that kind of just pile on us. And every now and then, a good joke or a good laugh can make all the difference to us as providers. It can make a difference to our patients. It's very important to me to see that and to have that reflected because we're all human. We all go through different things, but seeing that smile or helping somebody begin to heal past an extremely difficult event makes all the difference in the world. I appreciate that. You guys are all here. I I really thank all of you for listening to the podcast, hearing me ramble for about 20 minutes, and I look forward to seeing and hearing from you guys again. Please feel free to drop me a line at D O C C A M B E R, doccamber at outlook.com. Or you can always suggest a topic or even a comic idea to that email address. I really appreciate it. Thanks all, and we will see you on the next run.